Hello, and welcome to this very special edition of the Lorgwaves. I'm one of your hosts, Michelle. I am also your dungeon mistress master. And we will be, as a group, embarking upon a wonderful campaign, which we are calling the Bloody Nightingale. Now, it's been a while since we've actually revisited this particular story. So as a refresher, let's let's back up and, and see what we have to see. So, backstory. Azala Pellerine is, or was, the Nightingale of District 10. Her angelic face and melodic voice were the toast of the Rakdos, spurring her to ever greater heights as she became the star performer of the cult's most elite circus, the Bloody Beasts. Yet, despite her guild of choice and gory co-stars, Azala presented herself as a demure, gentle soul whose voice and songs could bring District 10's immense crowds to tears of grief or ecstatic joy. Her popularity crossed guild lines from the dusty Azorius to the secretive Demir, for who wouldn't be captured by her sweetness and talent? However, after a rousing performance in an elite Orzov performance hall in Precinct 1, Azala was killed when the floor of her dressing room gave way and she fell to her death in the catacombs below. The Rakdos suspect foul play, and the populace are enraged that their darling Nightingale has possibly been murdered. You've come together in a cross-guild effort to figure out what happened, but you all have your own reasons for trying to find out what happened to Azala. And with that, let's head into our first act. The sun is setting on Ravnica, most majestic, sprawling, dangerous, and diverse of cities in the multiverse. As the shadows grow longer and darker, an autumn fog is starting to roll in, its misty tendrils poking lazily at doorways and alleys as Ravnica's more cautious citizens start to make their way indoors. Shops are beginning to close, and lamps are starting to be lit in windows and rooms, their glow creating soft halos in the mist. Other citizens, more brazen and predatory, slip out into the uncommon night, looking for business, pleasure, prey, or all of the above. Here, in Precinct 4 of the 10th district of this enormous city, you won't get the opulence of Ravnica's richest or the guaranteed safety of its law enforcers. Instead, the newly born knight sizzles with the experiments of the Izzet, arcs of red and blue light flashing from spires in the neighborhood of Nivix. Shouts of Boros patrols being trained and changing ships can be heard in the streets around and inside the fortress of Sunhome, the seat of the Legion's power. Meanwhile, the wild growth of the Red Wastes and Skarg rumble with the clan battles of the Gruul, constantly testing their own strength against one another and the rule of the city. Their huge bonfires can often be seen from miles away. It's not easy living in Ravnica, and there are a few places of relative peace, particularly in Precinct 4. But you found one, thanks to your contact. Their message was explicit, received in your own, each unique ways. The Salty Solderer, 6 o'clock p.m. Bring what you need. So here you are, standing outside the oft-repaired and wooden metal doors of the large, bustling tavern called the Salty Solderer. You didn't have to search very long for it. After all, it's a couple of stories tall and just off the huge and bustling thoroughfare of Tin Street. Its sign features a wooden goblin holding some is-it-looking metal implements, and like the building itself, it's scorched in some places, but hastily repaired with some plates and a rivet or two. As the sun finally sinks below the horizon, 
You check your weapons, shoulder your equipment, and head in. So, each of you have arrived alone, and you ever the punctilious one, Bragar. Yes. So, you're here first, and actually, you're here early. Naturally, the Boros is always on time, ready to go. Why don't you give us a description of who you are, what you're feeling as you look upon this, you know, a little rough around the edges, is it tavern? Bragar is not amused. Things should be in order. These tables should be straight. Things should make sense. The is it, they have no sense of logic. Mmm, gotcha. My armor kind of clamors around. It's heavy, maybe a little big. You see faint lines of scratching on the back where they kind of look like wings. <laughs> um, are, they, are they right where your shoulder blades would be? Yes. <laughs> well, maybe not exactly because Bragar is not an artist. Gotcha. But yeah, he definitely looks uncomfortable. He definitely doesn't really want to be here. And what uh, what kind of person is Bragar? Bragar is a cute little minotaur. Oh. He stands a measly six and a half feet tall. <laughs> um, his horns are a little shorter than most minotaurs. Some good old scars you could tell from the his days in the Legion training camps. Other than that, just kind of your all-around friendly, fuzzy minotaur. A mm-hmm. little bit of a bull in the headlights right now, though. So, Bragar, would you like to head in a little early, or do you want to hang out outside the tavern? No. Bragar goes in. All right. Must have a drink. All right. Minotaur's drink. So, we're going to cut away. Eh, about, like, about five minutes later, let's say. Right, right on the dot. Thrail, you show up. Thrail slinks in through the door, squints at the flickering candle flames, and and scoots beneath a table and uh, peers out. <laughs> how does how does Thrail feel? So <laughs> this is well. He found this tavern by the smell of the yeast used in the bread. He had a good tip of where to find this place, so he smelled that. Uh, he uh, is wearing rags. His skin is beautiful. Beautifully pale, as if he's never seen the light of day once. Uh, he ha- is just wearing rags, but he has strangely vibrant yellow hair. Gotcha. Uh, he also has what looks like a staff propped up on his shoulder. Wait, no, that's just a club. <laughs> and he has eye spots over his face. And I forget to mention that. Yes, he has insectile eye spots over his face. Hardcore. Like drawn on or real ones. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) They they, they look permanent, but you wouldn't want to touch them. Okay. It's six o'clock and Alvin, you've shown up right on time. Right on time. And, and how are you feeling as you look at this big monstrosity of a building? (laughs) Yeah, I'm super not okay with this. So I am a uh, six foot eight, uh, Vidalcan. Whoa. So I'm very tall, but very thin. So not, not the most imposing figure. I've got a lab coat on with some, you know, weird-looking pauldroons on my shoulder, but pay, pay no mind to that. I've been uh, summoned here by a message, but I'm, I'm very nervous. I haven't really spent much time outside of the Simic uh, labs for the past ten years or so. So this, this, this tavern for common folk, it's, it's very disconcerting. It's all dirty and, and just unsanitary. Mm. It's just so beautiful and vibrant with life growing out of every corner. And so do you walk in, Ovalin? 
Uh, I uh, use my sleeve to avoid actually touching the doorknob. <laughs> but yes, I, I do walk in. I have, I have chosen this path, and I will continue, no matter what obstacle. So the three of you walk in, and here's what you see. The room inside is spacious, tall, thank goodness for, for both of you, Alvlin and uh, Bragar, and noisy, with some larger alcove-like spaces against the wall for smaller groups that want more privacy. The clientele are mostly isn't engineers and inventors, busily arguing over specs, theories, and experiments spread out on the larger tables in the open center of the room. Some have even brought their experiments and equipment, and you notice several fire extinguishers lining the walls of the tavern. Behind a long bar, several humans and a large giant prepare drinks that fizz and spark, while agile goblins uh, scuttle back and forth between tables, varying taps, food, and beverages. However, Izzet Guild members aren't the only customers here. You see members of the Simic, Boros, and even a Gruel member here, peppered amongst the crowd. No one really bats an eye at you, even if they have more than two of them. As your own eyes scan the room, you see the sign you're looking for. A small white porcelain figure of an angel, standing on a table in a darker alcove in the back. Okay, that's where I'm going to try to sneak. Okay. Thrail is going to try to sneak down there, and I get a 20. All right, you're sneaking. So no I one, just, no one notices you between you the tables. Uh, you know, maybe grab a snack while I'm down there, and <laughs> and uh, I slip into the shadows behind this figure statuette. Awesome. And there's another figure who's already seated there. He, it's a human with his hood up and his face obscured by shadow and fabric. Do you want to sit down next to this person? I'm under the table. You're under the table. Okay. You want to remain under the table, Thrail? Yes. Okay, that's cool. Rhaegar, would you also like to sneak your way over to the table? Or <laughs> 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 have you gotten? <laughs> you can't see my face right now. But the face <laughs> I'm giving Michelle is priceless. <laughs> the Boros do not sneak. We belong where we are. I will walk over and I will slam my hand on the table. I hear you have information for me. Some grime, like, filters down onto my face. (laughs) Do you relish it? Yes. (laughs) Ah! The figure looks up and pulls back their hood to reveal a human man in his prime. He has golden skin, neatly combed short brown hair, and dark eyes, which are currently filled with mild annoyance. You really didn't need to slap the table. Is this how you make an introduction? Do you want to shake hands? He looks at your hands. No. Would you like a seat? Yeah, I'll sit down. Okay. So, Avlin, how do you? How would you like to make your way over? I think I will bumble. I will uh, walk, trying to stay as far away from the actual people and food and grime as possible. And I might accidentally knock over something and apologize profusely. But I will make it over to the table unscathed. Mm. I, I can do this. Okay, you can. So, so you're going to try to do this? Yeah, yeah. Do you yes. want to? Do you want to roll for it? If, if, if you insist, yes. Yeah, let's go ahead and have you roll. What, what, what should I roll? Um, I think you should be rolling dexterity. <laughs> Just a raw dexterity check? Just raw dexterity. <laughs> tell, me how, tell me how gracefully you make it over to the table. Eleven. Okay, uh, you bump into a few people. You know, there are a couple of is it engineers who look at you like... Dude, I was just about to add this one wire to this circuit, and you completely blew it. And um, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. You just apologize, and they're they're not upset with you. They're just mildly annoyed. In fact, one of them says, 
actually, um, that's a much better place for that thing to be. And so everyone looks around the circuit board and is actually very excited by this new development. So you're fine. I'll take it. So after you walk to the table, you see that Bragar is already there. You don't see Thrail at all, because Thrail's underneath the table, but you don't know that. It smells uh, a little bit earthy around here. (laughs) And so the man looks at you and says, hello. Ah, hello. Uh, I'm Avlin. Are are you the one who sent me that uh, wonderfully written note? Yes. Yes, I am. Thank you for for coming tonight. Would you like to take a seat? Uh, Yes. You've contacted other guilds? Weren't you informed? Is this a cross-guild effort, Bragar? I also have your name here. I think it said, it said cross guild right in the note. <laughs> in a debrief. You, you did read the note, right? <laughs> I skimmed it. <laughs> <laughs> so would you like to take a seat, Alvin? Yes. All right. So the three of you sit down, and then about a moment later, a goblin waitress comes over. She kind of bustles her way through. She's got like a fetching little red and blue kind of barmaid number on, and... Um, has very pointy elbows. She kind of bustles over and says, like, Hi, I'm Mithrail. Nice to meet you. Are you going to be uh, getting drinks tonight? I've got uh, Hypothesis Wizzles. I've got um, Artful Shakedowns. I've got, uh, you know, your basic uh, gin and thronic. We also have some donuts. Can I get your orders? Do you have any frog juice? Uh, no, we're fresh out. We actually just, uh, yeah. But we do have some Tadpole Tonic if you want any. Hmm. I, I, I could go for one of those. Okay, Tadpole Tonic. Um, Are and, the Tadpoles fresh? Oh, yeah. No, we got them this morning. Okay. Yeah. We'll do. Oh, yeah. No, it's fine. Um, any, any, oh, um, oh, oh, you, sir. Do you want anything? She Stay actually, away from me. <laughs> so because she's a little bit shorter, she can see you underneath the table. Hello, sir. Do you need anything? And my glinty eyes peer out from the darkness. I'm like, I'm already satisfied. Oh, okay. Uh, that's that's fine. We we just want to let you know. You know, I can bring you something under the table. It's fine. Like literally under the table. I don't mean like you don't have to pay for it because you have to pay for it. He doesn't say anything. Okay. All right. In that case, um, you do you want anything? Bring Bragar ale. What kind of but ale? But none of that maca piss from the gruel. Uh, that seems a little bit uh awkward, sir. I don't know if I are there patrons who appreciate that kind of language. You know, there's a lot of good nutrients in tadpoles. But we do have this excellent selection of, uh, let's see, the Sun Home Saison. Would you like some of that? Ah, great brand. Okay, all right, I'll grab you a pint of that. And she looks at the uh, the man in the center who you've all come to meet and says, like, I'll just get you your normal tap, sir. And then she walks away. Oh, wait, but then she bustles back. And if you wanted anything to eat, I'd mention the donuts, right? They're really good. They have, let's see, uh, fizzleberry sauce. Bragar will kind of give her a dirty stare and be like, I'm not here for food. I'm oh. here for information. And I'll just, I'm kind of going to ignore her from here on out. She may hear a crunch. She looks down and sees like a cockroach leg slip into my mouth. Oh, thank you. We've been having that problem for a while. If you just only keep going. Mm. Okay, great. Great protein on those. And then she like bustles away. <laughs> so as you're all waiting for your drinks... A sudden gust of warm air bursts in through the doors, and a figure stands, backlit by the streetlight. It's you, Evie. Yes. All of the patrons in the bar stare at this stunning figure who is just posing in the lintel. (laughs) What are your thoughts, Evie? 
I haven't been to this scat hole since I was just starting with Arakdos. Oh. And it's great to be back. Mmm, yes. So describe yourself. What are you what are you wearing? I'm wearing a decadent fur coat with my hair tightly braided in the back and just some dark eyeliner on the lids of my eyes and a decent amount of makeup, nothing too flashy. My entrance speaks for itself. Mm, yes. Back at the table, the mysterious man gives a sigh and leans back. And that's the last one. Do you sashay your way over to the table? No. Okay. I go up to the bar and start making friends with the uh, is it regulars. Oh. Asking them how they've been. How's it, how's it going? Been. How's it going, Evie? Oh. I haven't seen you around these parts of the giant bartender sees you. And he's like, hey, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's been so long, Patrick. It's just so wonderful to oh, be back. You how know, are you? How are the kids? Business is good, as you can see, Evie. Uh, that's, <sighs> that's great to hear, Patrick. It looks like you haven't aged a day since I was last here. Me, on the other hand... Look at the, all of these wrinkles. Oh, uh, well, you know what they say. Best people are like cheeses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Patrick. Yeah, thanks. You, ha, you, ha, ha, you, ha, ha. You, ha. You've always said I was funny for a giant. Ha, you ha. are so ha, funny, ha. dear. Oh, thank you. Don't uh, change. No, nah, I'm trying not to. Uh, I've got, let's see, uh, I've got that brandy you like in the back. Do you want me to go grab it for you? Oh, please. I'm absolutely famished. Uh, hey, Patrick, could. Could you tell me anything about the people at the table with the white porcelain angel? Well, there's a weird dude eating cockroaches underneath the table, and uh, he seems like he's having a good time. Interesting. Um, yeah, that dude over there, the blue dude, doesn't seem to like touching people or anything. Okay. And, and uh, what about the muscle? Yeah, he's a standard muscle boy. I don't oh. really... Yeah, he's fine. Well, he's he fine. looks fun, but looks can be deceiving. Oh, you would know that, wouldn't you, Evie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Go sit your pretty self down. I'll make sure that Mithril gets for you your, your uh, brandy. Great catching up with you, Patrick. Ah, of course. He bustles off polishing a giant cup with a giant washcloth, because he's a giant. As you make your way over to the table, Evie, um, you see there's one seat left for you. Would you like to take it? Yes. All right. So the uh, mysterious man finally um, looks at you all and, and says, okay, with that out of the way, why don't we make a few introductions to each other? I think, I think you're going to be working with each other quite a bit over the next few days. And by the way, thank you all so much, including you. And he like looks under the table I'm um, going to reach into my purse and grab my clamshell makeup applicator <laughs> and start putting on some foundation on my cheeks Okay. and some, some luscious red lipstick Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm just sitting here waiting for the explanation of why I was dragged to this grubby bar that's the smartest thing I've heard a simic say so as you know Azala passed away very recently uh huh what was that look, Evie, that you just gave? Oh, I look like this every day. Please um, continue. Don't mind me. So as you know, there's a certain group of us that, 
that aren't particularly satisfied with the findings that the uh, Azorius, Boros, and Orzhov have basically found in, in their investigation. You hear a knocking sound from underneath the table. Yes. And I say, the swarm did not do it. Well, that's the problem. We need to figure out who did. Because I know, and I'm sure you know, Bragar, that there are a lot of people very upset by this. Ugh, the crowds outside Sunhome. There are a lot of people who are interested in finding out who the real killer is, because I personally believe that she was killed, that she was murdered. I don't believe this was an accident. And I need a somewhat neutral, somewhat objective, somewhat... Um, Ooh, objective. I can do that. <laughs> a, a certain group of people to come together to help me figure out what happened. And of course, I will be paying you for your efforts. But because this is, of course, not going to be an easy situation for any of you, I'd, I'd love you to get to know each other a little bit better. So let's make a couple of introductions here. Before we do, were you and Azala involved? Roll. Insight. Need, I'm going to need you to roll insight, yeah. There we go. I rolled a nine. Plus two. Plus two. Plus two. Eleven. You rolled an eleven. Um, he gives you a somewhat inscrutable, very indecipherable look and says no. <laughs> then why do you care about her so much? Should I roll, make another insight roll? Actually, because you rolled like, eh, he's just going to say, because I am. And then he gives you another completely indecipherable look. Fair enough. Because I'm the pan. <laughs> With a lot of money, who was willing to figure out this situation before the city blows up into a billion pieces, if the it don't manage it first. In my field, men like you are a dime a dozen, but that's okay. He's a little bit nonplussed by what you just said, um, but kind of shrugs it off and continues. And I'm going to close my, my makeup applicators and put them back into my purse. Okay. So, do any of you want to roll any perception, uh, uh, any insight checks on... Insight is to tell if somebody is telling the truth. Gotcha. Perception is to spot Do you or have see any, something. But we have perception, right? Yeah. Okay. Perception. Does anyone want to roll perception? Thrail will roll perception to see if he has any distinct fungus. So if he, I could tell maybe where he came from. Mm -hmm. Maybe that would be, would that be nature? Yeah, that would be knowledge, uh, nature. If he hung around any strange place that might know. Yeah. So I'm going to roll, and I got a low score. But I did get another cockroach, so... Okay. <laughs> Enjoy that cockroach. Yes, Justin. So Thrail mutters under the table, this is such a waste of my time. I have so much to do, so much to create. And who cares, really, who killed this person? In the end, it doesn't matter. The, the dude... Looks down underneath the table and says, "Like, well, don't you have some possible?" Huh? Who said that? <laughs> like, he's like, "Who said that?" And he's like, "Who said that?" And by the way, don't. It's you. I, well, he knew he he knew you were there. No, but I was a little bit alarmed that someone answered. <laughs> I'm not used to he knew people you were answering there. my questions. So he says, "Well, don't you have something on the line that you'd like to achieve?" I have so much to do, but in the end, it doesn't matter why people die. It's it's irrelevant to the beauty of the moment. Her death was magnificent. I don't understand but why. But you do realize that if this goes badly, the Golgari will pay for yes, it. Yes, that's why I'm here. Okay. I will, I'm going to knock on the table and just be like, sometimes you do things not for you, but for the better of the greater community. We must know so the people will leave the gates of Sunhome. Azala 
the nightingale was more than just your average person. You wouldn't understand. You don't have stars in the underrealms from where your filth comes from. You have no idea the extent, the magnitude, the sway, the fabulousness she had, and how many lives she touched with her performance. I agree, she would have been fabulous once she had the proper amount of moon glow mushrooms growing out of her lips. I would have extended her arms with hyphy filaments. I would have grated out of her heart. No, I, I, kick, have... I kick him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'd like to try do to wanna, dodge. Do you want to try to dodge? Okay, dodge. See if you can dodge. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Do you get kicked in the face? Yeah, What's I your roll? Alright, you, you totally get kicked I in the face. I think maybe you should. I think this should. Okay, not yeah, only I'm do not you kick me have... in the face, but like my hair shifts a little bit to the side. <laughs> and you see that it wasn't actually my hair, it was really like a fungal growth on my head. It was like a fungal toupee. And you kind of disjointed it a little bit. And, and then I, I, I grip it and I'm like, are oh, you. You've unrooted it. <laughs> so, so hey everyone, weren't we going to introduce ourselves? Yes. So we can all learn learn about each other and and work together as a team, right? Well, why don't you go first, Avlin? Ah, yes. Well, so I'm Avlin Rill. Uh, I'm a uh, biomancer. I'm I'm here as a representative of the Simic. Uh, I uh, just got out of uh, graduate school, and uh, I thought this would be an interesting excursion into the realm of uh, the common folk. Uh, I, I already had some uh, interest in Azala. Uh, her vocal cords had some really interesting properties, and we were considering incorporating them into our guardian super soldiers. But sadly, that is not to be now. But I'm here, and I have a wealth of expertise on all things uh, medicine and hybridization. Uh, Bravo, Avlon. Bravo. Super soldiers. No, 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 no. You're making super soldiers? No, no, just just, just regular soldier. D don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm going to immediately pull out a pen and paper and start drawing pictures. <laughs> and then I um and then the mysterious man turns to Evie and says, "Well, most of us know who you are, but I don't think that the man you just kicked down there really does. So why don't you give us a little more oh, information? Oh, he'll know as sooner or later. Yes, uh, once you've decayed and I've made you truly beautiful. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> cute. So I'm Evie Serrator. I am here. That's a good one. <laughs> we broke Alan. <laughs> we broke Alan. I'm not sure if this is in character. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I was like, eviscerator. There must be some some uh, pun there, and I couldn't figure it out. Michelle. Eviscerator. <laughs> and I'm one of the macabre merrymakers uh, in, in the cult of Rakdos. Azala and I weren't very close, but the entire cult is just really torn up. The thought of, of this being an accident, it's, we don't believe it, we can't believe it. And Rakdos has just tried to tell us that we all need to pick up and move on, but I can't. You should pick up and move on. I can't. To a different city. Oh, there's no way I'm leaving my heart here in the 10th district. Oh, that could be arranged. 
So at this point, Mithril comes back. Okay, guys. Um, hello. Oh, hi. Good to see you, Evie. It's wonderful. It's oh, been so long. Oh, hello, hi. Mithril. Oh, it's been, oh, you're just she, like, looking puts her so tray down. darling and dapper. She puts her tray down and like winds her skinny little like goblin arms around whatever she can reach. <laughs> She's like, oh, it's so good to see you. And she oh, like, jumps lovely, up and down. Lovely to see you, too. It, it, I, I'm normally not the hugging type, but it's been so long. Would you like a hug? Oh, I've already got one. Oh. She's like clutching your like waist or something. Oh, you're just so adorable. Thrail's looking horrified at this display. <laughs> Are they going to devour each other? <laughs> Have you thought about my offer of being, being in my next big act? No, but I do have your brandy. Here you go. Oh, boy. Well, and let's see. Your you. son home stays on. And uh, oh, you're good down there with the cockroaches. Stay away. Okay. And your tadpole tonic. Here you go. And uh, you want to close up your tab? Or are you, is this good? Do you want anything else? Could you bring me another brandy? This one isn't going to last very long at oh, all. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll check back with you in like 10 minutes, okay? okay? Bye, honey. Put it on his tab, and I'll point at the human. He sighs. Yeah, it's actually all on my tab. Could you bring me two brandies then? <laughs> it's going to be a long night. And, and I look at each of you as I'm saying that. She's like, well, we'll see what we have left, but uh, I'll just go now. It looks like you're busy. And so she she scuttles off and like elbows some people with her sharp, pointy little gobble elbows. And uh, now you've got your drinks. By the way, was anyone else making perception checks? Besides, no one wants to make a perception check? No. Okay. Uh, sure. Yeah. I, I'm Make a perception check. Perceptive. Yeah, you're good ob- observing. Yes. So you're going to have like crap for perception. I do. I have a negative one. Okay. I got an eight with my perception check. Okay. Uh, he just looks like a dude in a cloak. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> I have a decent for level one. I have a decent perception check, but I don't care. Okay. So, uh, the man turns to you. He. Justice cloak a little bit and says, Well, Bragar, what do you bring to the table other than Cezanne and yourself? I bring the law. We want to make sure we get this right. We want to make the people happy for the greater good. Uh huh. I can see that you're not you're not very much like your superiors. What? Do not speak badly of the Boros Legion. And Thrail. Mm. We are not filth fingers, as some would call us. I am a respectable spore druid of the Golgari Swarm. And my... <laughs> but more than that, I am an artist. My task is to show people the death in life and the life in death. You've definitely brought a smell with you. That'll put some death in it. The man that was in my performance last night also claimed to be an artist, and, well, the splashes he made were certainly worthy of some art. <laughs> yeah, well, as you're saying this, Mithril comes back and she's like, Hi, honey, I brought you another brandy, but that's the last glass we have, so Patrick's room some donuts. Oh, no, thank you. I'm trying to trying to watch my figure, but yes, thank you so much, It's Mithril. fine. I'll just, I'll just leave him here, and then you guys can have them. And then she, like, bustles away. The, the man clears his throat and says, Well, with that uh, finally out of the way, here's what I need you to do. I know that Rubisarv has somehow been involved in this. And maybe if she isn't involved... I know that she has not yet been brought in for questioning. Uh, who is Rubisarv? Uh, she is the ringmaster of the Bloody Beasts. And I'd like you to rendezvous with her, if you don't mind. There's a show going on in Precinct 6 at a pain house called the Fun and Fancy Flail. If you go soon, um, you can probably catch it. I think the show is for 8 o'clock. 
Um, and you can probably find Ruba for questioning afterwards if you play your cards right. If you survive the Rakdos show. Oh dear. So here's some information, and um, he passes each of you a ticket to the show for tonight of the Bloody Beasts. Oh, I don't need a ticket. Okay. And then he also gives each of you a subway pass, which guarantees all of you three. It's like a three-week free pass. So you can take the subways around the city for free for as much as you need. And you also each get 500 Xenos and 100 Zibs. Basically, Zibs are like gold and Xenos are copper. And you notice that the bags of money that you're given, the coins are not just from one guild. It's a good mix of coins. So you've got Orzhov coins in there. You've got Azorius coins in there, as well as some Boros coins, as you can recognize, uh, Rhaegar. And as he gives these things to you, um, he says, hey, well, this is what I've got. And uh, also written on the back of your subway pass there is an address. And I'm going to expect an answer or at least an update from each of you uh, within three days. And I need you to send that to me via municipal messenger pigeon. I, I'd recommend sending about a couple because the first one gets to get eaten by gargoyles or homunculuses. So, you know. Sometimes sending things in triplicate is always a good idea. You don't want your information in person? As long as it's with this particular municipal pigeon, like, stop. He gives you, like, the address of the municipal, like, pigeon stop. I think it should be fine. You know, know, we've been developing some really interesting pigeon uh, salamander hybrids that are at least twice as efficient as the ordinary pigeon. That's good to know. He makes a face. (laughs) I'm going to pat Ovlin on his pauldrons and be like, I'm glad you brought armor. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 don't, 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 not with the shoulders, not with the shoulders. And so with that, um, he says, well, I'll look forward to hearing you in the next three days. If not, I'm going to assume you're dead. At least I hope you are, because otherwise I will find you and you'll wish you were. Demir agents, you guys are always so negative. He chuckles to himself. Why would we fear to die? And oh, says, that's right. My work has not been complete. It says, well, don't you all have a show to catch? Yes, we do. Let's head out. All right. Do, do would all of you like to head out? Uh, yes. Okay. So, any of you want to sneak or stealth yeah, or throw Yeah, kind of whether or not I succeed. I, uh, I'll kind of go behind the more prominent members of this party, which is all of them. Mm-hmm. I'm stomping in front. Okay. I got a 15 stealth. Okay, you're, you're stealthing real good. No one's going to be able to notice you, especially in the hustle and bustle of an is it tavern in the evening. However, Ovlin. Yes? In your haste to get out of this place with its germs, you accidentally bump into a Nivik Cyclops who spills her drink all over herself and her Viachino friend whose equipment sparks and lights the Viachino on fire. Oh dear, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> The Nivik Cyclops turns around and looms over you. Look what you did to my friend, she booms. I'm going to make you pay for that, you spindly blue smear. Bragar is going to step between the Cyclops and Simic Toothpick. I think I should be able to use Druidcraft to douse the flames. Well, I haven't asked. Would any of you like to roll persuasion? I was going to intimidate. Okay. If you'd like to roll that's, intimidate. That's why I was like, I'm stepping in between. Okay. If you want to intimidate, go for it. Yeah, I, I will shrink. I, I will shrink backwards. Okay. Going to hide behind your, your new friend here? Oh, sweet jumping. I got a four because I rolled a one, but Bragar's going to get in there and be like, you did it with your shoddy is it equipment. 
If you guys followed regulations, this wouldn't happen. The Nivik Cyclops, like, looms over you because she's, like, eight feet tall. And it's like, I have all the regulations I need, you puny little cow man. So while this is going on, I would, like, <laughs> these vines kind of push up the floorboards and start patting mud and dirt on the flames. What's this? Actually, uh, with all of this, there's uh, a couple of gobos have run and grabbed the fire extinguishers off the walls and are quickly putting the lizard person out. Okay, well, it just looks like some little goo is oozing yeah. out of the floor then. And it does look like that. Would anyone else like to do other anything else with the, with the enraged Cyclops? I'm just sitting back and enjoying the spectacle. I'm apologizing profusely, but it does not seem to be effective. Okay. You're not going to roll persuasion or anything like that? No. No? No one's going to roll persuasion? Okay. Well, well in yeah. that case... I mean, I rolled intimidate, Bob so I can't... Intimidate. Intimidate. Yeah. I can't roll persuasion, I don't So, think. and you don't want to do anything. No, this is... This is hilarious. All right, then. We're going to go and have a fight. Fight me. Rah! Rah! Okay, all right. We need Horns to roll uh, initiative. Initiative. So I'm 16. So this, I have 19. 18. Plus oh, wow. Uh, 21. Oh, wow. Wow, okay. And you, Wait, you have a... I rolled a 14. You rolled plus a 14. Three. Oh, yeah, plus 3 initiative. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm 16. 14. So yeah. this is a Nivix Cyclops? This is, is a Nivix Cyclops. So, like, their one eye, their big daddy... Figure and uh, big mama figure. Big mama figure. Yeah, she's a big mama this, figure. A uh, glowing, pulsing eye at the center of their full of her head. Yep, and a rather nice looking bob, actually. Oh, nice. <laughs> You're going first, Evie. Then it's Thrail. Then it's the Cyclops. Then it's Ovlon, and last is Bragar. So, Evie, what would you like to do? Uh, You're I'm... currently like. <clears throat> a little bit behind. You're like stepping back a little bit. So you're like about <laughs> 10 feet away. And y'all are like a lot closer. Uh, Avlin and Bragar are, I think about right in front of the Cyclops because you're trying to shield Avlin. You're, so you're trying to like intimidate the Cyclops and that didn't work. And uh, so you're right, right up in her face. And Thrail, I think you're like a little bit further. I'd like to cast mm -hmm. Vicious Mockery. Okay. At the Cyclops. All right. Cast Vicious Mockery. Mm -hmm. And by the way, Vicious Mockery is you unleash a string of insults laced with subtle enchantments at a creature you can see within range. If the target can hear you, though it need not understand you, it <laughs> must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 1d4 psychic damage and have disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. Cool just gonna say it's a it's a shame we had to put your friend out would have been lovely to see the candle just burn until there was nothing left oh oh that is pretty vicious that's vicious okay um roll me some damage oh wait i have to do a wisdom check i have to do a wisdom save so it's a, yeah it's a, a, a save is a wisdom 14 it's an 18 they pass well, you don't have to say about my thing about my friend like that. I can't even understand what Bart is saying. You're, why you got big eyes? <laughs> so is it no damage on a successful? Nope. Save? Uh, well, yeah, it's it's no damage because she passed it. So Evie doesn't actually. All right. Make so any Thrail gives a small nod, 
and walks up behind the Cyclops with a club. And as I approach, I cast at will the druid spell. And I'm, I'm sure I'm pronouncing this correctly. Shalalalaiua. <laughs> and uh, it causes my, my club to uh, sprout green tendrils like a Venus flytrap, which now extend their uh, fluorescent green claws at, at this Cyclops' leg, and I'll do an attack roll. Okay. And I got an 11. Yeah. Just slam into the floor, and then the yep. the Venus flytrap claws just scrabble at nothing. Yeah, they, they scrabble at the floorboards. They scrabble at nothing. The Cyclops turns around and looks at you. Wait, I was stealth. Oh, that was stealth. Oh, right. Yeah, never mind. You has no idea what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how stealthy is a club hitting the floor. <laughs> so uh, Nivix, the um, the Nivix Cyclops has no idea what Evie even said, and um, had no idea that Thrail was coming after her. So she's still very focused on Ovlin being like the person who ruined her night and her friend's wardrobe. So. Uh, and then you, Bragar, are the one to uh, try to defend the little toothpick. So she's going to try to take a swing at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to make a, a slam attack. My armor class is 18. That was, uh, a, that was a, nine. <laughs> a nine. And that doesn't take into account the penalty that I gave her because she's really drunk. <laughs> so she really, so she tries to swing at you, but her balance is not really there because she's at about like 20 pints. <laughs> and you can see that because there's a ton of tankards on the table, which is actually then cra- like they all crash to the ground because she misses you entirely and plunges her fist on the table. And, uh, yeah, and then she, she's very unhappy about that. So with that, it goes to Ovlin. All right. Well, I'm going to use my uh, acid splash uh, cantrip. Okay. So I hurl a bubble of acid. Choose one or two creatures you see within range. I'll just choose the Cyclops. Okay. Target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d6 acid damage. So All right. dex 14. All right. Cyclops fails. Uh, she is rub as uh, she's like shaking her hand from like the impact of hitting that table really hard. Your your acid splash hits her right in the face, and she's just like, oh, oh god, oh, it smells terrible. Ah. So that's four acid damage. Ah. And I'd like you to know that's not just any acid. That is a premium artisanal acid extracted from the glands of a basilisk. All right, Bragar, it's your turn. She's like um, stuttering. She is um, flailing around, stomping around. All the other patrons are moving away from what's happening here because uh, they don't want any part of this like multi-guild brawl. <laughs> I'm going to pull out my maul. Oh. Uh, and I'm actually going to hit her with the, the softer side of it. Because, you know, that's a thing. Mulls have a soft side. I'm attempting to do non-lethal damage. Okay. To try and knock her out. Sure. Oh. Uh, I think I rolled a 25 to hit. Yeah, you you hit her. That Maul kisses her face in the most vicious, most passionate smooch uh, any Maul has ever tried. 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage, yeah. She is on her knees. She's on her knees. And uh, she's not quite out yet, but she's on her knees. Uh, can I attempt to re-intimidate her? Yes, you can attempt to re-intimidate her. She's moaning and very unhappy with I'm her I'm the life. voice of law here. Stop or find yourself in a sun home prison. <laughs> 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 I got a six. <laughs> 
She doesn't actually hear what you're saying because she's really blinded by this acid spin attack and also by the fact that she just got hit by her maul. All right, with that, it goes back to Evie. I'm going to try another vicious mockery. Okay, do it. Don't worry, that acid couldn't possibly make you uglier than you already are. <laughs> oh, Vicious. she wails as she finally understands what you're saying and moans because she knows it's true. <laughs> Roll the damage. Yes. I damage her with my word. Three. She's, she's so heartbroken by what she's heard. She's just almost completely there, but there's still a spark of fight left. Yeah, and she, she tries gets to a get club to the head now. <laughs> oh, okay, I got a 14 this time. All right, that hits. Okay, that's eight damage. She's down. She's just unconscious. The, the uh, talons of the Venus flytrap tendrils just clamp over her head and just slam her to the floor. And she is unconscious. Still alive, but unconscious. And I sprinkle something in her ear and then walk away. <laughs> Inspiration point. <laughs> Log that. That's important. So, with that, the uh, the giant barkeep Patrick lumbers his way over, and he says, "Ah, sorry, you guys had to deal with that. Well, we've been dealing with sunshine here for a few days, and I was gonna get her to leave the bar myself, but you know." Sunshine. Her name is Sunshine. Some parents. All I, that's all I can say. Booms Patrick from another four feet above you. So is the story of high expectations and low results. <laughs> that's a story you know well, huh? Oh, don't come after me, big boy. <laughs> I'll make you rue the day you were born. Mm, what if I already do? Inspiration point. Uh, <laughs> that's so sad. I'm going to hair flip and uh, go back up to the bar. Uh, how about we skedaddle? There is a show that you're supposed to be going to. Is there a, a Legion facility on the way? You can make a, yeah, you can definitely um, stop for a minute after you leave the tower. Oh, I'm taking the Cyclops. Oh, <laughs> you're taking the Cyclops? <laughs> okay. Do you have handcuffs or anything like that to to? Nope, I'm just... How are you going to take her? Describe to me how you're going to oh, bring I'm her to the facility. Drag her. Okay. As long as it's not nearby, as long as it's not too far, I'm literally just like grabbing her by it's, the ankle. It's actually kind of far. <laughs> You're uh, about like the Cyclops is probably 14, than 15 blocks away from Sun Home. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. We, that's it's a, these are like New York blocks. They were they're long. All right, I'll, I'll let it go. Patrick says it's okay. We got it from here. And actually, you, you see, could just leave her handcuffed. I'm gonna turn my head and say to the group, perhaps we got off on the wrong heel. I know a shortcut to where the bloody beasts are having a performance. How about we have another round on me before we take off? I don't have heels. It's a metaphor, dear. Just he, he has, how about I get you hooves. another ale? He has hooves. I, I can help with that, you know? <laughs> I do not want heels. Would you be, a, what, a size 40? <laughs> Women's? I know a shortcut, too. It's just a, an easy jaunt through the uh, mud maze and then through... So there's actually two ways for you to get to Precinct 6 from Precinct 4. Each of these precincts is like the size of a city. <laughs> so it's like trying to get from here to like Berkeley in terms of like distance. 
this is literally what the world building guide says. So uh, as far as I can tell from the book, there are two different ways to get to Precinct 6. You can take the subway, and that will take you about um, half an hour. Or you can walk, which will take you like an hour, hour and a half. But there's another way. <laughs> through the, just through the fest pits, uh, down through the uh, goblins intestines. That's just what we call it. They're not really goblins intestines. Charming. I'll take the fest pits of the subway. We have a free pass. All right, let's go. As long as it's underground, I trust it. Will this band of misfits make it onto the subway? Will E.V. Serrator decide to bow out and drink in a bar all night? Will they be able to solve the mystery of the Bloody Nightingale? Tune in next time! And of course, thank you so much to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, and our patrons on Patreon for helping us create this wonderful adventure for all of you. I'm Michelle, your DM and host, and I will see you next time. Bye! I've got a lovely bunch of coconut deedly deedy. Here they are standing in a row. Bum, bum, bum. Big ones, small ones, ones as big as your head. Uh, my computer just decided to turn into a fox. This is so cool! <laughs> okay. <laughs> what does the fox say? What does the fox say? So, um, unicorning back in. Mr. Fuzzy, you gotta stop. I don't know what just happened. What's the name of the goblin waitress? Ithrail or Mithrail? Mithrail. Like, like the elvish metal? Swipe left. It's just actually just a Swipe great right. program. Swipe left. That one's no good. Swipe right. Then you, you've got your spells or whatever they are technically for bards, such as throwing shade at people. Yeah! <laughs> because I roll like a crazy woman. <laughs> she rolls on cats, apparently. Give him a twist, a flick of the wrist, that's what the showman said. Hey!